What a meeting. Talking to uh, Sister Elaine at the funeral home the other day. Uh, she said when Brother Keith made his journey, that the family was gathered and, and each child had a hand, I guess. But she said he just opened his eyes and looked up and took his last breath and she shouted. The world has no idea what that's all about. I understand it. That even through the pain and the heartbreak of loss, there's rejoicing to be had for a child of God that passes this life. That their journey is over. And I can't imagine what it's going to be like to just fall asleep and wake up there. We often think about the rich man and, and Lazarus, and, and we often focus on the rich man, but sometimes I like to focus on Lazarus and think of what it must have been like for him, just a beggar, letting the dogs lick his sores and his wounds. But one day that beggar just closed his eyes and he opened him again in glory. I'm telling you, for the child of God, we've got things to rejoice about today. We've got, a, we've got a heart that needs to be thankful and grateful. We've been blessed. We might not have the best of everything. That's all right. We've got what matters. That's what I want to try to talk to you about today. Is there anything on your heart? I'd ask you to turn to uh, Luke chapter uh, number 10 and John chapter number 12. Luke chapter number 10 and John chapter number 12. I know we've got a busy day and my, this service may be a little different at the end. Um... But I really feel like this is what we need to do today, and I, I say this a lot and unintentionally lie, but I really don't intend to preach much today. And I'm not saying that. Sometimes I say that and I end up preaching for an hour. Um, and that might be the case today, but I really don't feel like I'll preach much. Um, but I understand it's not the, the amount of time that the man of God preaches, but it's what he says. And so, um, I want this service today, it's going to be a little different, I'm telling you, I've wrestled with, with the devil all week about this, um, and I think one or two things are going to happen. The devil's going to make a fool out of me, which is fine. I'll be made a fool for the cause of Christ. Or, God's going to manifest Himself in this service. Uh, and uh, my prayer would be that God would manifest Himself in this service. Um, but I, I was at a, a doctor's appointment uh, with doing some therapy this week, and and we got to talking about this scripture in in the last part of Luke chapter number ten. And uh, and it's been on my mind, been on my heart, and uh, so I want you to really listen. I'm afraid. I'm afraid when we go to the Lord in prayer, 
we're doing all the talking and we're not really listening to what he's saying back to us. Now for there to be a conversation between me and you, I would have to be willing to listen to what you were telling me in order that I might be able to give an adequate response. I've talked with people and I guess people have talked with me at different times and you just see a glossy, glassed over glaze and you really know they're not understanding or listening to what you're saying. And I'm afraid our walk with God is a lot like that. And there are, there are two ways that He communicates with us today. And I'm afraid we're neglecting both of them. One is by listening for Him when He speaks to you. And the other is through His revealed written Word of God. And I'm afraid we've neglected both. And I'm afraid we go to the Lord in prayer, I'll speak for me. And I'll do all the talking, but I don't really take time always to listen. And, and so that's what I want to talk to you about. Uh, Luke chapter 10 verse uh, 38 says, Now it came to pass as they went that he entered into a certain village and a certain woman named Martha received him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, which also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. But Martha was cumbered about much serving and came to him and said, Lord, dost thou not care that my sister hath left me to serve alone? Bid her therefore that she help me. And Jesus answered and said unto her, Martha, Martha, thou art careful and troubled about many things, but one thing is needful, and Mary hath chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. John chapter number 12 and verse 1 says, Then Jesus, six days before the Passover, came to Bethany, where Lazarus, which had been dead, whom he raised from the dead, there they made him a supper, and Martha served. But Lazarus was one of them that sat at the table with him. Then took Mary a pound of ointment of spikenard very costly, and anointed the feet of Jesus, and wiped his feet with her hair. And the house was filled with the odor of the ointment. Then saith one of his disciples, Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, which should betray him, why was not this ointment sold for three hundred pence and given to the poor? This he said, not that he cared for the poor, but because he was a thief and had the bag and bare what was put therein. Then said Jesus, let her alone against the day of my bearing hath she kept this. And I'll stop there. In reading these two, two short passages of Scripture, I don't know about you, but I get the distinct feeling that Mary of Bethany loves the Lord Jesus Christ. I believe she loved Him as much as anybody could ever love Him. And, uh, and we noticed that uh, before we started in, in Luke, Jesus had sent the multitude of His disciples and 70 of them 
out to feed and to, and to preach and to teach and, and, uh, and he goes through instructions and they came back rejoicing saying even the devils are subject unto us through thy name. And he said unto them that, 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 that don't just rejoice in that but rather rejoice that your names are written in heaven. And so I said a while ago if you've been saved by God's grace your name is written in heaven in the Lamb's book of life. And there is reason to rejoice in that. Uh, and if by so you can rejoice in that, uh, then, then it would also bear us today and behoove us today uh, to begin to worship the One who wrote your name there in His book. And so we come to the house of God many times and we come, uh, and Ezekiel said it like this, they come as, as to listen. And so all across the world today, men are going to houses of worship. Uh, but Ezekiel said that God revealed unto him that they come and they say, let's see what the man of God will have to say to us today. So they show up and they hear, but they don't listen. He told Ezekiel that you have become uh, to them as one that hath a lovely voice. In other words, they want to come and hear what the man of God has to say, uh, but they shut out when the Spirit begins to deal with their heart. And so I hope that we come today uh, not to hear this unworthy man of God, uh, but I am thankful that He called me to preach. I'm thankful that He placed me into a ministry. I'm thankful that He placed me in this church. Uh, but I want you to hear not my words, but, uh, but surely God will deal with each and every one of you today, both saved and lost, if you'll just take the time to listen to what He says unto you. And so the disciples went out and they came back. And it said that after this that him and his disciples uh, took a trip to Bethany and Martha received them into her house. I don't know how many. Maybe it was the twelve. Maybe it was more than the twelve. But at any rate, uh, she was busy. And, and let me just say that there is there's nothing wrong. As a matter of fact, we are required to serve the Lord. Uh, but I would have you to understand this also that sometimes we get so busy in serving the Lord uh, that we are failing to do the one needful thing. And we get so busy that I would say nothing against industry. As uh, a matter of fact, I would uh, boast and brag and say, well done to those who do work and provide for their family. For you're living in a generation where many have not taken that path and are relying on somebody to feed them instead of providing for their own, which the book of, I think it's Titus, said that that man is worse than an infidel. But at any rate, so I wouldn't say anything about your work, but I would say this, if your whole life consists in working and gaining and getting and buying and selling, then you've rejected the one thing. You might say, preacher, I need to do this. We live in a generation where things are easier today than it was in the days of some of you that are sitting here with gray heads. We have technology today that makes production quicker and we have less time. Let me say this, we have made less time to do what that one thing is that's needful. And so Martha began to serve and she, she loved the Lord. Don't misunderstand me. She was saved. And she loved the Lord Jesus Christ. 
just as Mary did, but she got so busy uh, preparing food that she got so busy uh, wondering and, and waiting on the disciples and on the Lord that, uh, that, that, that she finally looked in and I could imagine her walking past the doorway and there sat Mary just sitting there and she began, the longer she worked and the more she looked at her sister, uh, the more she began to be troubled inside until finally she said unto Jesus, expecting Him to take her side, as she said, Lord, do you not care that Mary is just sitting there and not doing a thing and she's left me all alone to serve? She said, bid her that she come and help me thinking surely Jesus would be on her side. But He simply and sweetly and gently rebuked her in the softest, kindest way because He knew that she loved Him. And He just said, Martha, Martha, you're careful and troubled about many things. And sometimes we are careful and so troubled about things in life. And sometimes we're so troubled that when we come into the house of God, we can't put the world aside. I would beg you here today, this morning, uh, just for a little while, for a little space of time, how uh, would you put off and out of your mind what you're going to do this afternoon, how uh, what you're going to eat, how uh, what this coming week's going to be meant for you to do, how uh, what you've got in the days ahead, and could I beg you to earnestly focus on what the Master said? He said, Mary. She's chosen that good part. He said that one needful thing that she's chosen is simply just to sit down at my feet and not worry about running to and fro. Martha had forgotten maybe that Jesus was the one. He didn't need a great big feast prepared. He could take a loaf of bread and feed a thousand people with it. So she had maybe forgotten that He didn't require. I'll say this today. God doesn't require some great big form of worship. You know what He does require? An honest heart that's willing to sit down at His feet and just listen to His Word. And listen for when the Master speaks. I picture Mary just sitting there. He said, it's that one thing needful. Now, my friend, you might think you've got a lot of needs. You've got a lot of wants and you've got a lot of desires. I would say to you today, there's only one thing that's needful and that one thing is to be saved. That's the only needful thing that you've got uh, for you that are lost. It's a needful thing uh, for you to hear what God is speaking to your heart. Uh, the Pharisees had tried to arrest Him after this and they sent out officers to arrest Him. And you know what those officers did? How they just sat there and they listened to what Jesus said. And they didn't arrest Him. And the Pharisees said, Why didn't you arrest Him? And the officer said, Never a man spoke like this man. And that's why it's important today for you to take some time every day and every opportunity to open up the Word of God and to begin to read what He's saying and not just read it to be reading it. I'm guilty of that sometimes and not really thinking about it and comprehending it like I should. God help us to get to that place. I can picture Mary just sitting there. 
She wasn't worried about what Martha was doing. Let me tell you, the world would be a better place for you today if you'd just worry about you and let me worry about me. But instead, everybody's worrying in each other's business. That's what Martha's trouble was. She loved the Lord. And she understands sometimes you just want some help. And there is a time and a place to help a neighbor and a loved one and a friend. But my friend, there's a time that we ought to just sit down at His feet and listen to what He's saying unto us. And I can picture Mary sitting there and her looking up into His eyes. And the Lord Jesus Christ, every word that He spoke was sweeter than honey straight from the comb. As the psalmist said, I can imagine there were times she caught a glimpse in His eye of a tear running down His face. I can imagine with rapture and pleasure as she took in every word. And Jesus said, Martha, you ought to take notice to what Mary's doing as she's chosen that good part and that good thing and it shall never be taken away from her. Now that same Mary that was who I read about in the Gospel of John. Matthew and Mark recorded that John is the one who says that it was this same Mary that, 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 uh, that after He raised Lazarus from the dead. Why? Why did she love Him so much? Uh, my friend, He had done things for her that no man could ever do. He brought her brother back from the dead. He had been dead four days. And when she found out that the Lord was coming, and Mary said, Martha, or Martha said, Mary, the Master cometh in John chapter number 11, and He calleth for you. I'm so glad He still calls for people today. And the Bible said Mary got up from where the wake or the funeral or whatever they were gathered together mourning the death of Lazarus. But the Bible says that Mary rose up hastily. In other words, when she heard that Jesus had called unto her, she didn't waste any time. She didn't say goodbye to anybody. She just rose up and ran. She didn't walk, but she ran out of the house. I ran to where the Lord Jesus was. And she fell down at His feet and began to cry out unto Him, If you'd have been here, my brother wouldn't be dead. And my friend, He saw her. And the Bible said He saw Mary weeping and mourning. And He groaned in His spirit. And my friend, today I'm glad that my Savior looks down upon my condition. And when I hurt, He hurts. When I cry, He cries. For it said that Jesus saw her and all the Jews that were gathered there together weeping over Lazarus. And the Bible said Jesus wept. He wept over that because He was every bit human. That was His humanity as Brother Mike talked about in the Sunday school lesson on Facebook last night. It was His humanity. She wept and He saw her and He loved her. So He wept with her. That's the kind of Savior that we've got. So Mary just bows down at His feet. She wants to hear. I would ask you today, how long has it been really since you desired to hear something from God above? You might say, Preacher, I don't know what in the world you're talking about. And therein lies the problem. There are many that don't have any idea what I'm talking about. I'm telling you, if I go more than a few days without hearing from heaven, I start to worry. I start to panic. I start, but, but every time it's always my fault. 
because I've not took the time just to calm everything down. I've got to the place, and, and many of you probably do too, we have on the TV a lot, we don't watch much, it's just sort of a background filler noise while we're working or whatever that we're doing. I've tried to take time lately just to shut everything off. No electronics, no phone, no TV, no radio, no internet, and just take some time and meditate upon the Word of God and listen as He's speaking to me. He might, the devil might make a fool of me here in just a minute. But the Bible says that Mary, that same Mary, after Lazarus was risen from the dead, Jesus was just about to be crucified. And she alone, maybe out of all the disciples, uh, why did she understand more about this than they did, even some of them? Because she took the time to listen to what he was saying. She had a little bottle of ointment, uh, a that said some nard oil. And uh, the Bible said it was costly. I read a commentary that said that would be a year's worth of wages. But the Lord says she kept it until this day. In other words, at some point, how she came into possession of it, I don't know. But at some point, the Lord impressed upon her to get that. And at some point, every time she started to use it, He would impress upon her, it's not time yet. She was saving that for a special occasion. And she understood when He said it, as said in the house of Simon the leper, and she said there, I think she understood that because He said she's doing this for my burial. And you see, when they died in those days, people would take spices and ointments and they would, and they would wash the body with them. But the Lord, when He was crucified, He was taken down from the cross quickly and laid in the grave, there would be no time to anoint him after that he was dead. And my friend, it's better to do it while you're alive anyway. Uh, but she did. She broke this, and, and the other gospels say she poured it upon his head, and John also says she poured it upon his feet. And my friend, she just bowed down there and began to wash his feet with her tears. And the Bible said the smell of that ointment, it filled the house. Do you know what that's like uh, when somebody listens to what God is saying into them? And they begin to testify or they begin to shout that there's a feeling that spreads in the house of God. Now there's a feeling you might say, preacher, a sinner has to be saved of themselves. And I understand that. But I would warn the church today and let me, let me make one thing clear. It's up to the Lord's people how we can get the conditions right for them to be saved. That's our responsibility. It's not theirs. They're lost without God. But my friend, if we would take time just to listen to what He's saying, how long has it been since you stood? And publicly just thanked Him for saving your soul. He don't require a great big thing of you, but to just stand up and say thank you. Have we got to the point that we're not as thankful for good old time, old fashioned, heartfelt salvation? I know that's something we say. It's something we put on Facebook and Twitter that we're thankful. But my friend, if we really are, we ought to take time sometimes just to bow down at His feet. 
and just uh, just to go to Him in prayer and not really for asking of anything. But we ought to come inside of His house from time to time. And she didn't ask for a thing. Mary didn't. She simply wanted Jesus to know that He loved her, that she loved Him. And so sometimes we need to worship Him just for being the God that He is instead of the God that we want everything from. In our prayer life, it's become wants and wants and wants and and please God do this and this for my family and there's nothing wrong with that. You ought to make your request known to God. That's what the book says. But my friend, there is a space of time in a sacred space that I promise you, if you get your heart right and shut off the things that be of the world, forget about what's going on in things in Europe and the Middle East right now. Forget about the things that are even going on in our schools here in America. I'm not saying don't take notice of them. But I'm saying for a space and time, if we could just put everything outside these walls, outside these walls, and listen today to what He's saying to you. I believe it makes a difference. I said last week I had a vision for what God is wanting to do. It's grown this week. I mean, God, God help us today. He begins to reveal to me, do you know what He's wanting to do to this place? He's wanting just to take us and wrap us up in His arms. But, but, but unless we're willing just to sit down at His feet and thank Him for what He's done for us, that's what Mary was all about. As she wiped His feet, as she dried Him with the hair of her head, isn't it wonderful that He allows us to worship Him? I mean, He, he allows a dog and a wretch like me. Do you know what that means? When the prodigal son returned and, uh, and the father told the, the servants, uh, go and get the fatted calf, put a ring on his finger, shoes on his feet, put a robe upon him. He didn't need the servants to do that. God doesn't need us to do anything, but He allows us uh, to take part in the glory of God when we just sit down and worship Him out of an humble heart. And so that's what Mary did. And the disciples rebuked her. The disciples, not just Judas, but the other accounts say the disciples, plural, many of them, said she's just made a waste of this. And you know what Jesus said? He said, you leave her alone. She's done what she could. She hath kept this ointment until the day of my burial. I believe that she was one of the few who had listened when He had actually said the Son of Man must be crucified. I believe that went in some of the disciples here and out the other because they heard Him say it, but I believe she listened to Him. And she understood He's fixing to go to Jerusalem. He was fixing to send the two servants to get that donkey. And she anointed Him before His burial. That's what she did. And he said, everywhere that the gospel shall ever be preached in this whole world shall be told of this that she has done for me. Isn't that something? She didn't really do anything. It wasn't a great work. She just simply knelt down at his feet. I'm telling you today, if you want to honor and glorify him, you just fall down at his feet and begin to listen. And begin to sometimes he's rebuke me. When my, when my mom would rebuke me, she would call me Benji Allen. 
He said, Martha, Martha. He said her name twice. He wasn't really mad at her, but he did gently rebuke her and said, listen, life is more about serving. Life is more than just about working. A full Christian life is about worship. A full and Christian life. If you want your joy to be full, you listen to what He says to you. And you say, Preacher, I can't hear Him. You just sit there and pray and wait and listen until you hear a still, small voice. That's the hardest thing to do sometimes. Jehoshaphat went out in battle and God said you're not going to fight in this battle but you have to be there and be prepared. And you know what he did? He sent singers out front. And instead of his army, they were there. And they, but he just sent singers out. Now, my friend, what a glory. Get a song and piano player, organ, whatever you want. I want us to take time. And here's where I said it's going to be different. And the devil might make a fool out of me if he does, so be it. But before we sing the song, I want us to just quietly play Amazing Grace, whatever song that you want to play. Quietly, just play it. And could we all just sit here just for a little while and see if God's not moving among us? If you're here today and you're lost without God, see if you can feel that drawing and that tugging, and that pulling, and that yearning, and that desire. He wants to save you today. I believe you want to be saved today. I've saw you seeking. I've saw you weeping. I've saw you crying. But there is one thing that you still like. And that one thing that's needful. And listen to Him today. At church, you listen as we hear just the soft playing of the, of the melodies in the music. Listen to what He's speaking to you. You don't have to say anything. But if He impresses it upon you, I believe at some point, whether you do it or not, that's going to be on you. I've done what I've been required to do. This is one of the silliest things I've ever requested. I've wrestled with it all week, but I'm telling you it's the direction that we need to go in today. Somebody's heart is going to be beating out of their chest. I believe there are people in this house that have been saved that have never once stood up and told it. Not publicly. Maybe privately. My friend, is it such a hard thing? So as we just sit alone in the stillness, listen to what He's saying to you. Just listen to it. I don't want you thinking about what you're going to do after a while. I want you to take time to realize the Son of God took upon Himself a body and He went to the cross of Calvary and He spread forth His hands and the blood left His body. I want you to see Him there on the tree and crucified. I want you to picture Him resurrected and redeemed and redeeming the lost. I want you to picture the joyous event when we all reach our final home, our long home, and sin and pull are behind us. I want as we listen to the melody of this song just to sit in the stillness for a while. Can we do that? And then if the Lord impresses upon you to do something, do that. But I firmly believe the way the Lord's dealt with me this week, there is somebody here, whether it's 
telling about being saved, whether it's joining the church, there is somebody that needs to do something. And you might not even know it's you right now. But I firmly believe as we listen to this melody, God will manifest Himself to somebody to do something. And if not, I'll just maybe be made a fool for Christ's sake. And we'll try again next Sunday. But that's what I've got. Go ahead with the song and just listen and say, Is He talking to you? What does He desire from you? Oh, He's a good God. He's a good God to me. He's my Savior. He's my friend. He's my comforter. He's everything to me today. He took me from the waste, howling wilderness and picked me up and He saved my soul. I just want to sit down at His feet. I just want to worship Him today. Hallelujah.